If my relationship with God was a Facebook status, it would say it's complicated. The God talked about in my Baptist church growing up kind of scared me and also didn't make sense. In one case, all loving, and in another, bashing heads against rocks and sending plagues. And I really like for things to make sense, if at all possible. During my youth, there was a popular Christian musical called Tell It Like It Is. And one of the songs describes how different people see God. The words go like this. When I saw God, he had a long white beard, and he brings me gifts at the end of the year. But the, but the big one comes in the by and by from the Santa Claus up in the sky. It was sort of a, a rap uh, kind of cadence. And, and then the whole chorus would come in and say, from the Santa Claus up in the sky. When I saw God, he was a vending machine. I drop in a coin and he makes the scene. You push the right button and what have you got? Instant first aid right on the spot. Instant first aid right on the spot. Well, you get the idea. God was a great computer, feed in the facts. He's the instant tutor. He's gotta be right, sure it's easy to see since the stars haven't fallen into the sea. I think of God like in a museum, kept under glass where I can go see him. It's such a comfort to see him there. He's near to me and not off somewhere. When I'm in trouble, he's like a silver lining, although that does seem quite confining for the one who cares for people like me, is not at all like we've described him to be. He's not at all like we've described him to be. Truthfully, I always had a hard seeing God the way I thought I was supposed to see him, and eventually that exclusively male-identified language for God made me kind of twitchy. So during my 20s, several things converged to dramatically shift my struggle to reconcile what I was taught about God with how I was experiencing life into finding a different path. My theology, ontology, worldview had already evolved into something more open than, I'm, than what I had learned in my childhood. The first thing that happened in that, the first big thing I would say, is that my dear friends experienced a stillbirth of a much-awaited baby. These are wonderful people. How could this have happened to them? How could God have let this happen to them? I knew that I could never think of God in the same way ever again. I had to let go of any thought that there was a God that was all-knowing and all-powerful. And soon after, a friend in Mantio, where I lived at the time, shared with me an article in the local paper all about this liberal religion and this new church that was starting and beliefs without creed or dogma. And it probably listed the seven principles. And he said, I think this sounds like you. And I thought it sounded like me too. So I went to the second ever meeting of what later became the UU Congregation of the Outer Banks. And I was intrigued. And the third significant thing that happened was that I was at a business meeting of the Baptist church I attended at the time where they were electing leaders of the church. The way it was phrased meant that only men could be elected. It was proposed that the language be changed and women be allowed to serve, but it was voted down. And I sat back in that pew, surrounded by people, friends that I knew and loved, and I knew that I would never be able to change this system from within, as I had probably foolishly hoped that I could. The fact that 
that I had this bright and beautiful and shiny and freeing new possibility of a, of a new spiritual home helped me be able to let go of the Baptist church and the concept of God that I had grown up with, though that took some time. And to be honest, I had been struggling for some time with that. I felt confined by that religion and it seemed that religion should be freeing and not confining. The thing that concerned me though was health. What if there really was a hell after we die? I was talking and sharing some of my struggle with my rather conservative older brother about needing to move away from church. And the way I described it to him was that I thought I needed to take a vacation from God. I didn't think God would mind so much. And if the time for all ages story last week is true, maybe God wanted a vacation from me as well. My older brother listened to me and just warned me not to let the vacation go on too long and to make sure I came back soon. I didn't tell him that I probably wouldn't be back, even though I was still a little worried about hell. But during this time, I was also getting involved in women's empowerment and exploring the divine feminine and goddess spirituality. I was hosting winter solstice celebrations in my tiny apartment attending past life regression workshops at the UU Church on the Outer Banks and going to women in ministry conferences where we explored many different spiritual paths. And when I moved to San Diego, I attended the first UU Church there. The universalist theology of a loving God and universal salvation saved me from that punitive and wrathful God. It was truly a saving message a theology that finally made sense to me, and I could let go of the fear of hell that had been instilled in me. I knew that it was the truth for me because it set me free. It took a few years, but I got deeply involved in the UU Church in San Diego, deeply involved in the Earth-Centered Spirituality Circle, and through that came to see the divine as both eminent within me and transcendent, beyond us and between us and among us. And then in a casual conversation, and then, and then in a casual conversation, the minister at that church at the time mentioned that most people find Unitarian Universalism and get comfortable with what we think UU is, what we want it to be, what we make up in our minds to be real that it is, and we stop there. We don't dig deeper. We don't truly explore this faith. We just get it fixed in our minds that it's the way we want it, that people are free to believe whatever they want, which is not true, that the inherent worth and dignity is important, that we are accepting and welcoming, maybe that there are none of the problems here that other religions have, his statement made me deeply uncomfortable because I recognized he was talking about me. I had made my UU faith what I wanted it to be, what I was comfortable with, and not necessarily what it really is. It's not that I decided to dig deeper. It dug deeper into me. It pulled me toward it. This UU faith and my relationship with it is also complicated. I wanted it to be perfect, see, and it isn't. The UUA, the Unitarian Universalist Association, 
is made up of churches and churches are made up of humans and humans well we're human and we make mistakes and we make bad choices and so what we find if we dive deeper is we find those mistakes and we have to wrestle with that and we have to choose to forgive those and to make a choice to stay with it this you you faith also offers a love that will not let me go and i've tried there have been times that i've wanted to leave this faith it has seemed too hard too hard to be a unitarian universalist to live into what that means and to what it can mean to live into the potential of what unitarian universalism really means for me personally for a community that I'm involved with and for the world. To follow the call of the Unitarian Universalist faith to justice and love, the call to be more loving, more open, more kind, more compassionate than I ever wanted to be. But I am more whole because I am Unitarian Universalist. The justice work and the anti-racism work that has called to me, that compels me, and propels me, has changed me, has expanded how I think about the world and how I move in this world. Please hear the power of this. My you, you can remind me to be a steward for the earth, that no one is beyond redemption, that there has to be and that there is a way back from the mistakes that we make, that joy and rest are important for the revolution, that none of us is alone, that we belong to each other, that all we are is story, that someone has loved us into being here. These are all things that you, dear UUCO folks, have said to me in some way or form. And like the poet Mary Oliver, I don't know what God is exactly, I don't really know if there is such a thing unless it is as a collective consciousness or collective unconsciousness or just love, period. I'm mostly agnostic, atheist, humanist with a little consciousness, goddessness, goddess and a lot of love thrown in and a lot of imperfection. Someday I'm going to preach a sermon titled, It's So Much Easier with Jesus, because sometimes it just feels easier to identify with a God that's incarnate, that is in a body. But that's also one of the things that keeps me in the Unitarian Universalist faith. This ability to wrestle with these concepts and to live in the mystery, to not know and to not have to know and to not have to be right about it. In the movie that was popular, at least it was popular in California, a few years back, what the bleep do we know? There's a person talking about some sort of thoughts or ways of being, and she says, does that make you bad? I don't think that makes you bad. I don't think you're good either. I think you're God. And that makes sense to me also. Perhaps God evolves, or we do, or maybe we evolve God, or all of the above. So I offer you this song from Billy Jonas called God is In. 
every time I hear it, whatever I think my beliefs are, when I hear this song, my heart lightens. And at some point I tear up and it reminds me to connect and reconnect. And whatever this thing is that we call God or love, it reminds me that it should not be limited and nor should our UU faith and nor should we try to limit it. May we see the divine in others, in all things, in you and in me, and explore together ways to live that out. Blessed be and amen.